Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Today it's just me. You're just listening to the genius himself. Going to talk about the division series. This week we're moving on to the AFC and NFC North. Today we're going to talk about the AFC North. That's right, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns. Who's coming out on top? Who are we picking up in fantasy? Who do we like in dynasty leagues? And at the end of the day, does anybody in this division have a shot of making the Super Bowl this year in 2019? Let's go on ahead and jump right on into the podcast and talk about that and much more on the AFC North. First up, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens. This year they bring in a second-year quarterback, Lamar Jackson. After last year's rookie season, he looks to improve on his passing game. Last year he was much more of a ground quarterback, didn't do a lot with the air, didn't look, didn't look to throw the deep ball much to his wide receivers, used his tight ends quite a bit in that offense. This year, he's going to have a new running back in Mark Ingram. Ingram comes over for the Saints. As we remember, he was a dynamic duo there in New Orleans with Ingram and Kamara. This year, he's going to be the lead back in Baltimore with, with Lamar Jackson as quarterback. That likely is going to take away some of his goal line carries there in the offense um, with Lamar Jackson being a, a mobile and running quarterback. So look for Mark Ingram to maybe his stats go down a little bit coming over to Baltimore, but I think Baltimore's going to run the ball a little more than maybe the, the Saints do in the back in the past just because the Saints have Drew Brees, and obviously the Ravens don't have that in Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a decent quarterback, but he's by no means in the category of Drew Brees. For fantasy-wise, I think the only options I'm looking at are I might have a few shares of Lamar Jackson, especially maybe in the best ball drafts, maybe in uh, a few of our dynasty leagues I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. But I'm not really high on him as a quarterback this year. There's plenty of other quarterbacks that I'm looking to target in fantasy. Passing game's a, a no-go for me. I don't like any of the passing game. might look at the tight ends, maybe some of the value. I like Mark Andrews as maybe a, a value tight end, a sleeper tight end down the road. And maybe in your dynasty leagues, you can look at someone like Hayden Hurst. I think he's going to have a little more impact as go moving forward. And with Lamar Jackson's um, strengths, we're going to be looking at possibly the tight end position having much more of an impact than maybe the wide receivers do in that offense. So I think we start to see what Hayden Hurst does in that offense this year. Last year, he didn't do much with Mark, Mark Andrews being the main, uh, main receiver there in that offense. But I think this year we might see a little more Hurst, which is going to maybe have a lot more of a double tight end there in Baltimore. If we move on over to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals are a team that I'm not very high on as a whole. I think the entire offense really is kind of uh, blah to me. I think the only player that I'm really high on is Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is a first-round pick in PPR leagues. And if you're playing in standard leagues, I think he's a top eight, top nine player in standard leagues. But in PPR leagues, he's definitely worth that late-round, first-round pick, especially if you're in your 10- or 12-man fantasy league. Joe Mixon is going to be a solid player this year. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He's, he's obviously going to be uh, involved in the ground game with the Cincinnati Bengals. And with the Bengals, they're going to try to do as much as they can with Mixon. I do like A.J. Green. I got a lot of slack for A.J. Green but not being in my top 10 players. Um, I don't think he's a wide receiver one in my opinion anymore. The injury concerns just is, is too much for me. The offense is too much for me. I, I just don't like the Cincinnati Bengals offense as a whole. So, so that's going uh, to affect what A.J. Green does in the offense there in Cincinnati. As for Andy Dalton, 
Absolutely not going to touch him at all. I don't like Dalton this year at all. Yes, he can have those decent games. Yes, he might be a matchup play for for you if you have have a shot. But trying to pick up those matchup plays and getting a good game out of Dalton, I'm not looking to do that this year. There's plenty of quarterbacks that you can take over Dalton as a backup to maybe one of your stars. Or even if you're playing the waiver wire, there's plenty of players you can draft this season in fantasy. Tyler Tyler Eifert coming off the injury. In years past, he's been a decent decent uh, tight end. But with Eifert, he relies a lot more on the on touchdowns than he does anything else. And I just again, I just can't rely on him being healthy for an entire season. For me, the only players I'm looking at in the Cincinnati Bengals for, uh, to have a staple of my team is going to be Joe Mixon. Obviously, I'm going to have, I'm going to have shares of A.J. Green, depending on where he goes. If he's going to fall to me in this late second, maybe early third, which I don't think he's going to, obviously I'm going to take a shot at A.J. Green. But Mixon's about the only player that I like in this offense, and I definitely am not going to touch their defense in any fantasy leagues. Moving over to the Cleveland Browns, this is a team that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to in both season-long and in DFS and in best ball, dynasty leagues. I'm going to have plenty of exposure to the Browns. I love this offense, love what they've done in the last couple of years. Started with Baker Mayfield last year, drafted him in the, in the draft. They get, it looks like they have their their future quarterback of the future. Baker Mayfield's an outstanding player. Now that you put you surround him with the talent, bringing in Odell Beckham this offseason was tremendous for this offense. <clears throat> it's going to make people like Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, those kind of players even better, David Njoku. The offense is loaded in Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to uh, contend for one of the better offenses in football this year. And I think Baker Mayfield is going to contend for being one of the better quarterbacks I'd like to say as my bold call, I did have out there that Baker Mayfield can outdo Patrick Mahomes. That's obviously a, a major bold call. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback probably in, in football, if not the best. He's one of the top two. But I just love what I see have out of Baker Mayfield. And we know that Mahomes' stats are going to go down a tiny bit this year. He just can't have those uh, video game numbers that we saw last year in, in, in fantasy football. So this year, I think Baker Mayfield makes that next step, and I think he's going to join the elite category, at least get close to the elite. Maybe he's going to knock on that door for being, playing with the elite quarterbacks in the league. Yes, the weather in Cleveland can get iffy. Yes, they... The Browns' history kind of has some players like, I don't know if I want to take a shot on them, but Baker Mayfield has outstanding talent around him. There's a lot of people talking about they don't like Nick Chubb as an RB1. I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to come in after the bye weeks. I'm sorry, after the suspension and take over Chubb's job. Chubb earned that job. He had a phenomenal rookie season last year. And remember, Hunt's coming over for the, from the Chiefs offense that um, does really well with Andy Reid with the top running back in that offense. He's going to miss half the year, and maybe it's next year that Hunt has a, more of an involvement if, if he stays on this team. Yes, Hunt, if, he st- if he's on the roster come b- after the suspension, he's going to eat into a little of those carries with Chubb. But overall, I think Chubb is, a, is, is still going to be fine for an RB1. I'm looking at taking him middle, middle, rounds, middle of the second round where I'm looking at taking Chubb, and I have no issues with people if, they want, if they're looking to take him in the top part of that first, second round. I definitely wouldn't touch him in the first round, but I think middle of the round, middle of the second round, I think is where you're looking at Chubb. And if you want to reach for him, if you're a Browns fan or if you really like Chubb, and you look to take him early in the second, I have no issues as well as well on that. I'm also going to likely, if I do take Chubb, maybe you look at taking Hunt if he doesn't, someone doesn't take him late in the draft, just in case these people are right, and he does steal a lot more carries than I think he's going to have. It's nice to have that handcuff just in case. But then again, if you have that handcuff, you're going to have to make a decision on do you want Hunt or do you want Chubb on a weekly basis. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I may think about it if, if he goes late enough in the draft, but I'm going to ride... I'm going to ride with Chubb and just hope that he does um, duplicate what he did last year or at least come close to it in fantasy this year. 
As for the passing game, I think Odell Beckham is going to come in and do what he does best. He's, he's a, obviously one of the best talents in the league, one of the best wide receivers in football. He's going to come in and do what he does best, and that's going to help Baker Mayfield. That's going to help Jarvis Landry. That's going to help David Njoku. It's going to help the younger receivers, seeing what kind of talent Odell Beckham is. Excellent hands, excellent speed, great player. I don't know if I'm going to take him in the first round just because there's other receivers that I like if I'm going to use a first-round pick on a wide receiver. And there's obviously a lot, lot of running backs that I'm going to take over Odell Beckham as well. But if you're going to look at him in the, in the second round, obviously look at him. He, he, he's, he's paid off that second-round pick in years past, and I have no issue this year. I think he's going to be able to return that value just as he has been passed. The only maybe uh, player that I might not be looking as much to in the passing game is David Njoku. How many balls can go around this offense? I mean, Baker Mayfield has Chubb. He has Beckham. He has Landry. He has Njoku. There's just a lot of players. He's having, he's having some good chemistry with the youngster Antonio Cal away there in that offense. So, so somebody's going to have to get left off of the bus there. Yes, Najoku's going to have his stats. He's going to have his games where he puts up decent numbers. But as a whole, I think he's the, obviously the number three, number four op- option in the passing game. And I think it's going to affect him a little bit. But it also helps that he's going to be out there that can catch the ball which is going to help the Beckham, it's going to help the Landry, it's going to help the Callaway, it's going to help the Chubb, it's going to help those kind of players. So if I'm picking one player on the offense, I think it's Njoku that I'm going to likely leave off my rosters. But I'm going to have plenty of shares of Mayfield, plenty of Chubbs, plenty of Beckhams, a few Landry's. going to maybe look at Callaway in Dynasty League just to see if he, um, with his big, pay, big play potential, his upside is tremendous. And it looks like he does have a nice chemistry with Mayfield is from what we're hearing. If we move down on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the last team in that AFC North, I think the Steelers are going to take a, a, a pretty decent hit this year, losing Le'Veon Bell and losing Antonio Brown for that offense, two key pieces, the, the two best key pieces in that offense. Last year we saw James Conner have a tremendous year stepping in for Bell when he sat out the year. I think we see Conner kind of drop back a little bit and maybe some of those owners that are going to take him in the first round. I don't know if he's going to return that first-round value just because of they have Jalen Samuels in the backfield. And this offense is going to take a dip a little bit in offense production just because of the talent that they're losing. Yes, they still have Ben Roethlisberger. But if Roethlisberger does go down with an injury, this offense is going to be very mediocre at best. I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm taking Juju Smith-Schuster with their first-round pick. I think Juju is a borderline first-round pick. I have him late in the first round as a possibility taking in, in, this, in the first round. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. I mean, I'd like to have other receivers. I'd like to have other running backs in the first round over Juju. But if, if I'm sitting late in the first round, I have no issues, especially in 12-team leagues, taking Juju in the first round. He's definitely an early second-round pick for me. I think he's going to contend for one of the top wide receivers in football, if not maybe the number one overall wide receiver in, in receiving yards, just because what he does in the, in the, in the passing game and how much Ben Roethlisberger looks to him. Now he's going to be the number one option. He's going to put up plenty of yards, plenty of stats, all season long. I love Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Absolutely love Vance McDonald as a sleeper tight end. Those are probably my two players I'm looking the most in this offense. I'm going to have plenty of shares of Juju and plenty of shares of Vance McDonald. All those targets that we saw Antonio Brown have last year have to go somewhere, and I think Vance McDonald is going to get a lot more talent uh, targets, and Juju is obviously going to get more ta- targets as well, and they both can turn those targets into, into positive plays. I love Vance McDonald, love Juju Smith in both season long and uh, both uh, redrafts and in dynasty leagues, and obviously going to have plenty of shares in DFS as well throughout the season. The the triple st- the the double stack with Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, and Vance McDonald is likely going to be one of the way I'm going to go early on in the season, just because I think that. The offense is going to be able to put up points. Yes, they might uh, suffer a little bit. Yes, they might um, drop down a little bit. But this offense is still going to be decent. This offense is, we still know where the ball is going to go. 
I'm not high on Connor this year. I like Jalen Samuels as a sleeper running back, a deep sleeper late in drafts. And if you take Connor, I think you have to kind of pair him with Samuels just in case Samuels is uh, a, a lot more involved in this offense as I think he's going to be moving forward. You also might, in, in Dynasty League, take a look at Ble- uh, Benny Snell. You just never know on these running backs, um, especially with new contracts coming up and all that kind of stuff. So what's going to happen with Connor if he has a great year this year? Is he going to want a bigger contract? That might help someone like Snell if he can get on this team. Maybe he's a practice player this year. Um, so Snell's a player that you might want to look at um, late in drafts in Dynasty League, just as a, a maybe a, uh, a lottery ticket that you have. Because you want to definitely fill your roster with a few lottery tickets, both in redrafts and especially in uh, Dynasty League, because you, most likely you have deep rosters on Dynasty Leagues. Take those uh, lottery tickets and hope that they pan out. We've seen in the past players like Kamara taking late, late in drafts and become super, superstars in this league. I don't see Snell being that player, but I think Snell does have the ability to possibly have success in this league, especially if Connor wants a bigger contract down the road, and especially maybe Snell is able to um, outdo Samuels at some point this season, which I don't think is out of the question, in my opinion. So to break it down, I think uh, Juju and Vance McDonald are excellent plays. I think they're worth the roster. I'm going to have plenty of shares in them. Not so high on Connor. I like Jalen Samuels as a deep sleeper and a deep, deep, deep sleeper. A lottery ticket, trying to hit it big. Maybe take a look at Snell in Dynasty Leagues. So if we look at the the AFC North as a whole, I have the Baltimore Ravens um, being... Eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere around there. I have the Bengals um, having another rough year, under 500. I have them winning six games this season. And I have the Steelers being eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere around there as well, just like Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens and Steelers kind of take a little dip in production. And I think the Cleveland Browns win the division this year with a 10 and six record. I just love what they've done on offense. I love what they've done on offense. I think they've improved their defense over the last couple of years. I just like what they've done with this new coaching staff from last year. Now that, now that you get that old, old staff out um, from the year before, this, off, this team is starting to show signs of life. This team's starting to show what they've done. They finally got that quarterback for the future. I think this is the year we finally see the Browns break through and win that division. It's been a rough and struggling years to be the Cleveland Browns fans, but it's finally paid off. I think you're going to start to see those rewards happen. And this is the year I think they win the division and start to make noise in the playoffs. And obviously, I don't think they're going to go very far in the playoffs, but at least they're going to get to the playoffs and have a shot of making it to the next level. If I'm looking at one player in the, in the entire division... I think the player I'm looking at is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju is the best player in the in the division. I'm gonna have plenty of shares of Juju. I think a, a close runner-up is Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is gonna be have a phenomenal year this year. I'm gonna have plenty of shares of both players. And if I'm looking at a dynasty, um, a, a, a sleeper, we talked about um, the run back there, Snell in Pittsburgh. What about Justice Hill in Baltimore? I mean, yes, they have Mark Ingram, but Justice Hill is a player that we might look at that in Dynasty in a couple of years saying, whoa, this guy is a phenomenal player. I think Justice Hill, and I like him also in the, the best balls as well, if, you, if you're playing over there on best ball, best ball teams. I, I like Justice Hill, Hill as well. I think we're going to see um, not really a bust out of A.J. Green, but I, I, I just don't know if those stats are going to be like we're used to just because of the offense he has there. I think A.J. Green is one of the players in this division that I'm going to have very few not as many um, of shares of that I've had in the past. Not going to have very many shares of Lamar Jackson as well. Yes, he can do a lot with his legs, but that's not the recipe for success as a quarterback. You don't want your quarterback running all over the field. Last year we saw him running all over the field, and I think if he continues to do that, there's chance for injury. And if Lamar Jackson goes down, that Baltimore Ravens team is going to take a major hit. I think they need to get Lamar Jackson to be much more of a pocket passer, throwing the ball instead of running the ball. 
Obviously, you don't want him to stay in the pocket because you want to have him use his, uh, his uh, mobility. But if he's going to take it out and tuck it down and run, I don't want that out of my quarterback just because I, th- I think that injuries are going to happen more and more if that happens. So that's the way I look at the the AFC North. Um, I don't think any of the for the four teams there are Super Bowl calibers this year. I think the um, the Browns are the best team of the four, and I think we see a little dip in the Ravens and the Steelers, and I think we start to see the Bengals starting to fall further and further out, and it might be rebuilding mode for the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. That is my take on the AFC North. Hopefully it helps you. Hopefully you guys can win your leagues, get better for the draft, get you prepared for the draft. And if you're not done so already, check out the draft kit. It'll help you uh, guys in your in your in your uh, fantasy leagues. And thank you for all the support out there, guys. Thank you for all the feedback saying that I've helped you guys win your championships. It means a lot for me. I do this to help you guys out. I put a lot of time and effort into this. Hopefully it's paying off for you guys. I know it's paying off for me. And let's continue to dominate those leagues. Have a great day. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you later. Boom. That's five minutes. Go.